Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. Reading from 2 Corinthians. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, At an acceptable time I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation I have helped you. See now is the acceptable time. See now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God we have commended ourselves in every way, through great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hungers, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true as unknown and yet are well-known, as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. We have spoken frankly to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open to you. There is no restriction in our affections, but only in yours. In return, I speak as to children. Open wide your hearts also. A gospel reading from the fourth chapter of Mark. When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving, leaving the crown behind him, they took him, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with them. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Grace and peace to you, my friends in Christ. And so I start this sermon with a confession to make. Uh, I'm deathly afraid of heights. And so, you know, even if I'm at the Mall of America and you see the high ropes course, I, I have no desire whatsoever to, to, to go on those. I prefer keeping my feet firmly planted on the ground. Thank you very much. And this fear of mine goes all the way back to childhood. Uh, to put it this way, my dad, not afraid of heights. He's jumped out of airplanes. In fact, when I was a kid, my dad, because he loves heights so much, decided he wanted to teach this to me, so he built me my very own tree house in our backyard. Uh, truth be told, my dad built himself his very own treehouse in the backyard for when I was growing up. 
Now, now, if you look at this picture, do you notice anything? First of all, I'm not actually in the treehouse. Uh, this was the highest I ever would climb that treehouse. And if you look on the right, if you notice my face, I know it's a little bit uh, shadowed, uh, but that's not a smile on my face. That is the fear of God as my eyes are about to like go out of their sockets because I had scaled about six feet in the air and I was terrified of falling. And so even after we, you know, because this was, this was rural South Dakota, so my dad builds this treehouse, we moved to the big city, we moved to Sioux Falls, and my dad actually took the entire thing apart and moved the entire treehouse to Sioux Falls, and then took those four telephone poles and, you know, replanted those in the ground in our backyard in Sioux Falls, rebuilt the entire treehouse. I actually finally went into that treehouse once, once when I was like a teenager, okay? And I was still terrified. Like, I, I, you had to like, I, I, I barely got up there and I got down as fast as I possibly could, but I needed to prove that I could get into this treehouse. I was thinking about how this story relates to my, my experience this past month. You know, as I was preparing for uh, the, what it was going to take to to join Chaplain Basic Training down in uh, South Carolina, Carolina. I was warned about some of the obstacles and endeavors that I was going to face while I was down there. I knew some of the things that that I was going to have to do. Uh, for example, I was told ahead of time that there was going to be this this experience of going into a gas chamber and knowing how to put on a, a face mask for that scenario when I'd have to be you know put on a face mask if there's um, a chemical that that goes off or if there's tear gas that goes off. There was also the time where I knew this was, you know, I knew ahead of time that I was going to have to crawl under barbed wire on a a sandy beach and crawl about 100 yards uh, with gunshots over my head with live ammunition. Now, granted, this was 30 feet over my head, but still they were trying to get that sense of what that could feel like and what that would sound like. And so it was live ammunition. Nonetheless, I knew it was coming. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I was mentally prepared for it. These were the things that I knew were coming. I was not, however, prepared for the confidence course. So here's the deal. In my platoon, there was 27 of us in this small group. So we had goals and we had a lot of camaraderie. We really were building trust within each other. We would spend hours upon hours, and trust me, hours upon hours, death by PowerPoint is what we'd call it. We were just PowerPoint after PowerPoint after PowerPoint, digging into the doctrine and just trying to understand like all of, all of the things that we were being taught. Like We just needed to learn the what, okay? And so the, the so what is how we would apply it. We'd have to learn how to, to make, you know, take what we've been learning and then actually live it out. And so I was appreciative of my peers along the way. A lot of them had been prior service. Uh, they would step up and they would teach me and help me with their own experience. They'd help guide me. They'd, they'd help me get a better understanding of why we were doing a lot of this stuff. And I've, I truly felt this was a, a lived discipleship experience for me as they were walking alongside me. However, the confidence course was an application of some of those skills that we were learning in the classroom. And I didn't know this was coming at all. This was my very last day of basic training on Tuesday. And all of a sudden, they throw us in the bus and they say, hey, we're going to drive to the confidence course. I'm like, okay, we just had done like an obstacle course a few days before that. I'm like, that sounds like fun. We're driving along, we're driving along, and the bus pulls alongside the next and it's like a ropes course. And I look down from the bus and I, and I see this object. And I'm, I guarantee my eyes must have gotten this big as I saw this. <laughs> and I thought, are you kidding me? This is called Jacob's Ladder. This is, uh, 
of course, biblically based. Um, Jacob's Ladder, it's a 35 to 40 foot tall ladder that was in front of us that we had to scale. And we had to climb up and we had to climb down. And I'll tell you what, my, my fight or flight started to kick in real strong when I saw this. I started, in fact, it got so bad that I started like stretching my body to see if there was like parts that I'd hurt from the night before that could count as like an injury so I wouldn't have to do it. Uh, unfortunately for me, that wasn't the case. I tried valiantly to come up with excuses. I was like, well, I mean, like, I got to fly home tomorrow. I mean, I can't like get hurt. Like, what if I fall? I, like, so I'm trying to justify every possible excuse in the book. And then my best friend at basic training, Roger, he's, he's an ELCA seminarian from Pennsylvania. Roger confessed that he's also deathly afraid of heights. But guess what? Roger said, I'm going to go first. First. He went first. Thanks a lot, Roger. But then I got to thinking, if Roger could do this, could I? I mean, his courage was inspiring and a true model of discipleship. Uh, as Roger finishes scaling this, he comes down and he comes over to me. And he could, he could tell I was afraid. He goes, look, it's just one step at a time. Just break it down into small parts and do what's in front of you. I realized as we were all gathered together that we were part of a team. And so we were counting on each other to be able to complete this task together. We all needed to be able to go through this for the entire group to be able to, to say mission accomplished and to, to get the go. And so I realized that that's really what it means to be a disciple. It's no different than what we're doing here as a church, is it? I mean, being part of this church means that we belong, that we believe in something greater than ourselves, that, that we've got conviction in the mission of God that's been placed before us to trust each other to know that Jesus is walking beside us, each and every single one of us, but also collectively as a church. And so in those moments, I mean, we certainly could feel scared and anxious, but the peace that we are given is that we know that God is with us. I think about those disciples, and and honestly, the Bible is just full of stories where the disciples, when they actually have to live out the experience, they don't quite face that with as much courage and and, uh, just tenacity as we think they should. Oftentimes, Jesus has spent some time teaching them, and soon after, we'd get a real-life scenario that would play out where, where Jesus would, would, you know, there's kind of this, this playing out of what happens. And so, in fact, in our, in our Bible story today, John, uh, Mark 4, Mark has spent this entire chapter teaching in parables and, and just explaining uh, to the crowds all of these parables and telling them all these stories. But he says something that's, that's really interesting. He tells the disciples that he's going to take them aside and explain everything in private. I think about that. Why would he do that? Well, he says, look, for those on the outside, everything comes in parables. But to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. Jesus is preparing these disciples and he's trying to get them to understand what this kingdom is all about. He's giving them this special important information because he knows that these are the ingredients of faith that they will need to be able to teach after he is gone. He's telling them about these revelations of of what's to come. So how successful are those disciples then when it comes time to put the mission into place, when it's time to embrace the challenges that come along? Well, they get a test right away. And of course, they're in their boat And the waves start pounding on the boat. And the disciples are faced with the storms of life. And not just those metaphorical storms, but the actual storms of the seas. And I couldn't help but think to myself, why are they so scared? These guys are fishermen. This is their livelihoods. They've spent their lives on the sea. Why are they so afraid of this storm? They shouldn't be afraid when the storm strikes, yet they're terrified. And their boat is getting swamped. They know that they're about to drown. And Jesus is sleeping. 
So they go and they, they, they stir him and they say, wake up, wake up, Jesus, how can you be asleep when here we are perishing? And like that, Jesus wakes up, faces the sea, rebukes the sea, and literally says, peace, be still. And the storm ceases. And they're safe. And Jesus then, as they're reflecting and, and having this time of debriefing after this lived experience, says something important. He says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? You know, faith is more than just what, what we read on the pages of the Bible. It's actually reading what's on the pages of the Bible and then living it out. Does fear ever, you know, does fear ever win in your life? I know it does for me. Does fear ever prevent you from doing the hard things? Sure does. But I think about why are we afraid? I know that Jesus said this to his disciples, but it was as if Jesus was whispering directly into my ear on Tuesday morning, saying, John, why are you afraid? And before I knew it, as I started to summon up some courage and, and before I was able to step up onto that ladder, suddenly I felt a sense of calm and purpose. And I realized God's got this. And then I was here. <laughs> and I reached the drill sergeant as he was sitting up there. And he's all harnessed in, but I'm not. And then as I get to the top, he gives me the instructions to crawl through the ladder and then climb down on the opposite side. And my face was probably like, are you serious? But there he is, this drill sergeant, calmly giving me instructions telling me how to grip the ladder, how to do this safely, how to do this so that I knew what the next step was and just took it a step at a time as if I was a foot or two off the ground. And as I took those first steps back down the ladder, suddenly I felt like lighter. I felt at peace. And, and I could tell that as I was going down the ladder that the end was near. And not like the end was near, but like, no, like literally the end of this task was it was right in front of me. And suddenly I had a tremendous sense of accomplishment that I was not anticipating. And I completed this challenge, and this challenge scared me more than anything I had done. But I did it. And there were only two more challenges left to do. <laughs> but now I had confidence. Confidence to do the next challenge. Well, why use that perfectly good ladder that's on the right of this obstacle when the four of us could just hoist each other up on platform after platform and get four platforms up into the air? Or this one where we took another 35-foot ladder that we had to climb up, and then instead of, you know, I wish this was like a zip line because that would have been a whole lot easier, but no, we had to actually crawl down that rope hand in hand in hand to get to the end. And suddenly it made more sense to me why this was called a confidence course. It sunk in that we were trying to do things and to recreate scenarios that we might be put into someday, but we needed to have the confidence to be able to do it and to be able to have the confidence that we had our peers alongside with us. So I know what you're thinking. Wow, wouldn't that be really fun? Let's all go outside and let's do this confidence course together right now. Are you with me? All right. I, unfortunately, I didn't uh, prepare. So no, no ropes courses, no high-intensity adrenaline tasks for you today. You're off the hook. I'm sorry. 
But I am going to offer you another challenge. Because I want you to think about it. Like in your own life, what are the things, maybe not a ropes course, but what are the things in your life that you might be quick to dismiss as being too hard? Something come to mind quickly or maybe, you know, something that's happened in the last couple of days or in the last couple of weeks, maybe in this past year. I want you to think about it. Maybe it's confronting something. Maybe it's confronting an addiction or a toxic relationship or confronting uh, a task that you're just kind of afraid to, to take that first step. Maybe it's embracing something that you know you have to do or a new routine or a new, uh, a new task that you know you need to, to start, but you just keep saying, ah, well, I'll just wait until tomorrow or I'll start that on Monday. Maybe it's a focus on prayer life or spiritual direction that you just keep putting off. You keep coming up with excuses. Ah, I'll do that another time. And I want you to think about, well, who are we to say to God, you know, I can't do this? Who are we to say to God, you know, thy will won't be done? I'm thinking about the disciples as they're facing this storm and recognizing now at this particular moment, they see the strength of Jesus in the face of the storm. And when all that light bulb goes off, they are in awe. Our God is pretty awe-inspiring, right? Our God has created us to do awe-inspiring things. And our God has created us to encourage each other, to inspire each other, to do things that, that help teach each other and coach each other along. I know I wouldn't have been able to complete any of these, uh, these tasks if I was just out there all by myself. Like, I needed my team to be able to cheer me on, to encourage me. God created us to be that team that doesn't quit on each other, that doesn't abandon each other when we face the challenges and storms of our lives. And sometimes we think that what God is asking us to do is just too big, too daunting, too ambitious. So whatever it is that's on your heart today, whatever God is stirring up in you, I'm going I'm to encourage you. Think about how you're going to be able to move forward and embrace that challenge. And I'll give you an idea. What if you took that challenge and you broke it down and, and made it a little bit more simple? What if instead of seeing that giant obstacle in front of you, that giant barrier, that big, big, large thing in front of you, what if we just started by putting one foot in front of the other? What if we trusted that God was with us right there guiding us whatever pace that we needed to take to be able to live out God's mission? What if one step at a time we were able to break it down and do what's in front of us? Can we do that? Jesus Christ is with us in this, taking those steps right in stride with us and telling us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, but have faith. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.